to our listeners, welcome back to an episode of The Base Never Die. We have a new joinee. He's been here for many, many episodes, but he has finally joined full-time. Nasib Mashallah, sir, welcome to the pod. Let's go, let's go. Thank you, thank you, boys. Good to finally be inducted. Uh, yeah, let's get right to it. DNP yeah, just got a whole lot more scummy. Let's go. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I feel it's been a long time coming. You've been a long time contributing to the podcast. The fact that we have you on board now full-time, I think will benefit our listeners immensely. And we're glad you're here, sir, honestly. Uh, good to be here, good to be here. Yeah. Sheikh, how are you, sir? How are you feeling after the biggest win of the season so far, Arsenal versus City? In case any of you forgot, we are those guys. That's back to back. I'm kind of community shield as a dub. That we we conquered it. Um, yeah. I don't give a fuck what else to say. And also, Sheikh, before you say anything else, have it assist, mate. However, uh, you might package it. However, you might package it. Oh, God. Let me just say this. It's the best way. Like, honestly, in terms of like sheer satisfaction, it's 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 shades of 10-11 Arshavan Vasa. I have never been more happy with it's the way we beat beat City. Like, okay, cool, beating them is great. It was like 57 games since we lost beat them. It's the way we beat them, right? First of all, international break. Oh, they have to sit with that for two weeks. I know that feeling. Man United last year. Beautiful. Second of all, deflection again. I love it, bro. I absolutely love the fact <laughs> that it was a toast goal. Because go- I was watching with my boy and it was like, bro, there's nothing we could have done. Because it's actually a deflection. A one in 1,000 chance. Beautiful. Third of all, and most importantly for me, we actually neutralized Man City. We, on a, on a technical, like, purest basis... I could even go as far as saying we we had the upper hand in terms of how the game played out, which is massive. I understand KDB isn't there and Rodri isn't there, right? So those are two big, you know, asterisks next to that Man United, that Man City squad in terms of how they function as a team. However, we obviously didn't have Partey and Saka, uh, so all things and they are a better team than us, player for player. So all things considered, I think it's it's even or should be even in terms of you know um, our players on paper. So. Just seeing how we dominated proceeding, proceedings, and we'll go deep into the tactical side of things, uh, at, at stages of the game, how we dominated proceedings and how we matched them. Haaland didn't smell the ball. Uh, Bernardo Silva was there. Oh, dude, that game, I was hot. I had not had a boner watching, I won't lie. Jeez, hey, yo. Nah, hey, nah, nah, full, full blown. Uh, 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 <laughs> full uh, blown. I was excited, I wasn't that excited. Siva, uh, you have to give us a more, measured, a more measured take on all of this. What did you think of that game? Uh, first of all, kind of a boring game, kind of a you know like a nothing non-starter. Uh, I was expecting more. <sighs> I was expecting more. Um, yeah. Look, Arsenal—they uh, got a lot of the same problems they had last season. Very robotic in the in the starting eleven. Very, um, <sighs> very much lacking creativity. Martin Odegaard. There's been some talk about you know comparisons to James Madison. That game confirmed a lot for me. Okay, he's. He's a bit of a smooth operator, I'll give him that. But the thing is, his, his, his creativity is just, he, he doesn't punch up with the big boys, okay? He's not the chance creator that a lot of Arsenal fans would like us to believe he is. Uh, the goal was lucky. We all know that. You guys know that. Very, very lucky. Uh, I mean, City, if, if anyone's feeling like City are down and out after this kind of a loss, you don't know Man City. Okay, I've as a Liverpool fan, I've been fighting ah. for them 
for years. There goes the city pool glazing. I know what this is like. I know what this kind of excitement feels like. I just think, look, we're like, what? Uh, four, five, seven, eight, nine games into the season. Let's calm down. Let's just relax, okay? I haven't got the assist. If that doesn't tell you that this is early days and it doesn't mean anything, I don't know what will. I got haters. I got oh, foes. Oh, I got foes. No, no, no. Tell, oh, tell, oh, me, nice. tell me how that game really sh- like like shapes anything for the future for Arsenal. What does it really mean? Since you're depleted. Baby, baby okay, hating. So, so, so Fuck me, them, though. For me, in, in the in the full context, um, when Vincent did the community shield, yes, it's the community shield, but if we'd lost, it would be, again, you guys failed to beat them. Uh, De Bruyne came with the bench, he gets an assist, and he contributed, and we still managed to keep that city in, in a very similar way to this one, like, fairly restricted. They weren't creating chances at will, they weren't just cutting through us. I think what it's shown, more than anything else, is that we're capable of going into these games and making sure that they don't just walk straight through us, which I think was a very, very big issue. Lots yeah, okay, but when Sean Dyche does it, it's parking the bus, and Sam Allardyce does it. Was it parking, it was parking the bus. Guys, guys, guys guys parking the bus. No, that was not. That was not parking. We didn't park the bus. Wait, wait, sorry, even even if it was, even if it was, what's wrong with parking the bus? Football. It's a side that has it, players it, better than your players, and getting the fucking result. What we must and go it wasn't parking the bus. and lose just so we didn't park the bus. No, 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 no. How about you go gung ho and win? That's what a great team does. That's positive. Oh, so if you win any other way, you're not a great team. And that's what I did not see from Arsenal. So, so if you win any other way, you're not a great team. No, lucky. not that. Not that you're not a great team. I'm just saying. Look, the expectations, the potential that you're riding all of this on is on a very robotic, very negative style of football, and that's why I'm saying, Arsenal. What, what are you talking? What are you talking? Can we revoke? Can we revoke the contract? Stuff, is it too late? Right? I, I, I like, Enrique already made the card. We have this terrorist full time. I'm sorry, listeners. What is what, Simo? What are you saying? How is this? How is this negative football, bro? I, I, I honestly think that there's this idea around how Arsenal are expected to play versus what we actually do, and I think that's actually what he's critiquing. He's critiquing the idea of us not being this free flowing side. When the the thing that I've seen from Ateta most, like most frequently, at least, at least in the very very big moments and cheeks, I think. I think you'll agree with me here. He won his trophy playing what people would say is negative football, but he showed he's capable of neutralizing another team that way. I personally, having loved Wengerbo, right, I don't think there's another coach out there like that who's good enough at the top level, to, like to the point where the football is that free-flowing, who doesn't have massive drawbacks. Like you look at Brighton, for example, who played this amazing free-flowing football. Zerbi can't coach the defense. At least yeah. he hasn't done it consistently in, in a way that like, Means you can really, really compete at the top level. Mm. Like you can beat, you can beat larger sides, sure. But we've seen him get slapped up by Aston Villa, slapped up by Everton. I think the way Arteta is coaching us, uh, this negative "quote unquote" approach, actually makes sense. You want to win a fucking league title. Thank you for the quote unquote because it's also not negative. It's how he normally sets up, but that was still expansive football. We played, we played with a mid block. How can any team that engages you in the midfield and says, let's go and battle this out of the midfield, be playing negative football? That doesn't make sense. No, it actually can make perfect sense. How? You say like, we should do that all the time. Who? 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 Sorry, because yeah, Kanye is actually Siba. the host. <laughs> but look Siba, what Siba do you, does, do you, bro. Siba, do you think that we played 
even remotely similarly to how Conte played. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that your style of play necessarily like the, the actual tactical and strategic formations that you built up with is the same as Conte ball. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just okay. saying that the mid-block thing and still being negative football, it can exist. You can go toe-to-toe in the midfield and still play negative ball. <sighs> Look, I, I, I'm willing to take on the fact that it was a very boring game. 100, 110%. If your emotions are involved in this, I can't imagine I'd show this game to a neutral. It's not going down in Premier League Classics. It's one of those games that you definitely had to see as the peak of Arsenal versus City. Mm. Right? That's, that's 100% true. But I also think that with what City are and what Arsenal are, we maximized our strengths against a team that was playing like a very defensively by themselves as well. They play, we were playing three Thank you. Like the same way we were. Yep. They, they had Kyle Walker, you know, the, one of the fastest right back. Like they were set up in a way to try and stop us the same way we, we would have to try to stop them. We had more shots than they did by quite a large margin. They had four shots the entire game. Haaland didn't have a shot. I don't know how you see that game and then say, nah, 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 nah. These oaks, these oaks, these oaks were just so negative and so dust. And they I'll can't tell, take I'll tell you exactly how. So watch any Liverpool versus Man City game and you'll see a Premier League. Oh, God. Pick we're in 2023. Oh, my God. Premier League classic right there. That's real football. That's what real football looks like. Didn't you guys lose 4 1 the last time you played them? Bro. No. You did. No. You did. No, no, no. Not, not the last time. It was the last time. Who At the end, yeah. Those kind of things, anyway. Look, I'm saying. I'm saying, okay? I'm saying. You guys are negative, all right? That's what I'm really saying. Oh, damn. <laughs> Look, it, it, to be honest with you, and I, and I thought that for a long time, I wanted to win a specific way. I wanted to win Wenger's way. I won't lie to you. If we win the league and we score like 80 goals, but we concede like like 20 max, I'll be elated. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of the seesaw way of trying to win. I want to win a fucking league title and have my team be a team I know I can turn away from the TV and know they're not going to pass it into the own. I'm just tired. To... I'm tired of looking that way. Sorry, a just team to... that is structured and controlled is the dream. Sorry, yes, just, 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 just to engage with what Siva said in terms of the negative football. Okay, look again, Kanye. I think you qualified it while saying if it's a you know a game for a neutral, it's dead. It's not. Again, then Siva saying it's not a PL classic. We know City Pool and the, the love affair they have. These guys, are, you know, they like being subs to City's dominance. I hear you. However, <laughs> what I what I will retort in saying is Pep was quite clearly Pep quite clearly set up to like counter counter strike. They, like there were so many traps. I mean, Rico Lewis playing at, as right as RCM and Bernardo as the deep lying midfielder. It made it very clear that this guy wanted us to have that kind of overconfidence, that naivety that uh, Kanye has pointed out Arteta has had since we've become somewhat respectable. And he wanted us to overplay the ball. He wanted us to possess it. He wanted us to try overload because with Rico Lewis there, Walker could shift in, have a back three. Rico Lewis. Back five, Bernardo's there as the, the person who's going to play out. He can carry, distribute to Kovacic, who was in the pocket. Like, we met, and this is what we've been crying for, Kanye. We just wanted Arteta to play what's in front of him, bro. Like, mm. yes, have your X's and O's and have an identity of how you want to play. But at the end of the day, take the game as it comes. And he did that to a T, bro. Like, almost... Oh, yeah. And the timing, I know I have to dap him. And you know, we've been the most critical, bro. I have to give yeah. him serious daps. Like, so see, but I can, I can level with you to some degree. I do think there is some hating. Your heel persona is really underway. But <laughs> it, it, it was, 
it was negative relative to there was a compromising of morals in terms of how Arteta wants to play. I can hold that. Like there was a degree of like, okay, dude, like it kind of reminded me of like a Mourinho performance. Or again, the best the best version of Wenger post Invincibles for me, that era where it was about picking and choosing when you were going like whenever we played Barcelona, basically, whenever Wenger knew we were up against the team that was superior to us in terms of possessing the ball. Think Barcelona, think City around Pellegrini. He would produce those performances, the 2-0 two, the two at the Etihad, the 2-1 at the Emirates, where like you are still positive in when you possess the ball, but there's a directness to it. Arteta kind of embodied that in a different, in a different sense, just in the sense of um, when Martinelli came on, we were more direct, but we were more fixated on the individual battles and it dominating like we were we were a bit nasty on them bro gabriel you saw saliba bumping into to Haaland, knocking him off his stride gabriel getting stuck in like i think arteta emphasized the individual component here so that pragmatism that i think wenger would apply when playing a barcelona or a city i saw it with this city in this game versus city from a physical point of view and shouts out bro I, again Kanye, to your point we can one nil to the arsenal for the whole season i will <laughs> I'll tattoo a gunner on my chest, bro. Honestly, honestly. Like, bro, this this is this is the dream. To have to have your coach look at what's in front of him, to be adaptive, to know wh- when the time is, as opposed to just following your plan blindly. The fact that he said, trust us, you've lied, you've lied. Please ship. Those things are important, bro. Uh last point, last point I have I have on the city game. Uh Kovacic? What the fuck was that? I did Why did he get Oh yeah, that was that was that was painful. I would even lie. Look, crazy. look. I, as as a neutral, I can say this: you guys deserve a replay. Deserve a replay. Warrants a replay. Oh shit! And Van Dyke, that was a great answer by Van Dyke. I wouldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was crazy, bro. Oh, it's just it's just one of those things that, and again, as Arsenal and Liverpool fans. I think we can all resonate with this. It's like, it's never to us. Like, benefit of the doubt to that degree is never to us, bro. It's to United, yeah. to City. It's just, it's so fucking, that was, I was losing my mind, bro. I won't lie. Bro, and the, the, the second challenge, I could have I could have broken something. I won't lie. I felt like I was being lied to. Like, I like I wasn't seeing it. It, it, was, it was ridiculous. But again, enough so, about so, so, Sorry, one last thing. Sorry, do you not think that yeah. that's kind of perfectly indicative of the limitations of a player like Kovacic. Because the conversation I was having with, with my boy, who is uh, a big City supporter, used to support Arsenal, but he's a big City supporter, um, was Kovacic has the tools. And Kanye, we've spoken about this so often. He really has the tools to kind of do everything. But it seems like instead of refining one aspect of his game, whether that's mental, whether that's passing, whether that's you know dribbling, playing in half spaces, he kind of took a piece of everything and left it unfinished. So do you not mm. look at, like, just his brain-dead approach to how he navigated that? And again, it highlights why he didn't become a Pep Guardiola player sooner. Mm. Mm. I, I, I mean, look, I, I'm willing to afford Kovacic some kind of grace because I think his, his career and his development generally were hindered by when he moved to Madrid. Like, mm. like Odegaard suffered because he moved there as, like, a teenager. Kovacic moved there as, like, a very, very talented, very talented player from Inter. And then just didn't play, bro. He didn't mm, play. Mm, when he mm. did play in big games, he was out of position. Like, I don't think he, he had the time to, like, mm. figure out what kind of midfielder he was 
when he had moved to Madrid. Then he went to Chelsea, who haven't had like a coherent structure in years. Right. So I, I, I think a lot of it has just been circumstance, that it's been difficult for him to figure out exactly who he's going to be. Then you add the injuries as well. And it's just like, when would he have established himself? And, 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 and now you add the fact that it's like the Croatian golden age for midfielders, Brozovic, Rakitic, Modric, and they decided to have 15, 17, 18, 19-year careers. Like, it, it is kind exactly. of like yeah. right like, time, yeah, wrong he has, he has been unfortunate. He has yeah, been unfortunate. That, that's that fair. Being said, that being said, he, he really should have, like, a better passing range than he does, like just on his own, because yeah. it's, it's not not what it should be. But yeah, enough about complications for Arsenal. We have to talk about Spurs, who somehow, somehow, technically speaking, are top of the lot. Uh, Six, you 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 have a respect for Ange that I don't think I have yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to lead us here. Yeah, no, dude. It's you know he just really accumulates a lot of goodwill i don't know if you saw the interview where he was talking about refugees and how he you know he's a refugee and he helped refugees so clearly god just blessed him with karma <laughs> yo the pr campaign is making me sick but um yeah no look in terms of Ball, what you have is a uh, uh, the the respect i have for him is the fearlessness to play that way and also you know i'm pro africa but it's less about Saw and Basuma specifically, and more so just about his willingness to make significant changes because players don't suit his ethos. So, for example, let me use specific examples here. Hoiberg was probably Spurs' most reliable midfielder for the past two seasons, right? And Mm -hmm, he is a good player. I think we can all agree he's definitely useful. He's a more than competent footballer. I'd I'd have him in the Premier League like as a 4.2 out of 5 stars. He... However, is limited, and when I say limited, it's 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 similar to like what what I'm saying with with uh, Kovacic. He can kind of do a bit of everything, but he doesn't really excel at any one thing. He has like good stamina. He can he can get stuck in with a tackle, break up play, and he can carry the ball, move forward, start your attacks. But it's not to the degree that you'd expect from like a, a top six, top four club. You you have him. You come in. You've just lost Harry Kane. He says, Nah, saw. Bisuma, you're my guys. Two guys who at this level don't have much experience. But he made that decision based off of the missability of how they play and his, his ethos. So there's a bravery that, 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 that he has and he deploys in his squad that's just inspiring, bro. Like I always think about, you know, if I were to be a football manager, right, you know, like having the balls to make certain decisions, not like some other bold managers that do it off of personal beef, but because... Yeah. You have the ability, so I'm going to back you. And it's massive. So Spurs, are they are they shooting above their pay grade? Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, Arsenal did that, dude. First season, second uh, that season with Arteta, uh, 21-22, we did it. We did it again last season. So it is a bit fortuitous. We should have beat them in the NLD. There have been other games where, I think it was against, uh, was it Nottingham or Bournemouth, where they scored the last minutes for the 2-1? Mm. Um. It was it was Sheffield. Sheffield. There have been a few games yeah. that are fortunate, 110%. So I'm an Ange fan, um, uh, but I'm also realistic. And sorry to the Spurs fans, but I don't think this is sustainable provided teams continue to trend up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, a, that's a, a much more generous take than I'd have. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything to add there? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with Sheets completely. I think uh, Ange is generally such a marvel. Uh, I, I feel like in football, some things are just facts, you know. Having a manager with a clear sense of 
purpose, direction, um, vision, influence helps the team to achieve things that are seemingly impossible. And any team, you know, any team, no matter how big or small, when you've got the guy at the helm that's really focused and has these big ideas um, after a wealth of experience or just gusto and confidence, really. I mean, we've seen it with Klopp, Mourinho, Mm. um, Ferguson, everybody. Like, you know, like there's so many great stories exactly like that. And Postecoglou doesn't have maybe the team that he is not the finished product, but you can see where his influence lies already. And it's very Mm. positive Mm. football. Mm. Um, I can say one of the things that I am like most pleasantly surprised at and shocked about is that Spurs are kind of shaking off the bottle gene. I don't know if you guys are seeing, but they're, mm. they're not doing that thing. Like, you know, they're so well associated with bottling, but this season, no, they stick it through. Even if it's a draw, actually, they'll, they'll fight for that draw and they'll get it. You know, they won't just back down. Their bravery, as Sheik's mentioned earlier, it's unmatched. And this team is young. I think that with hot, talented striker, Benjamin Sesco, maybe, um, you know, we might be really, really surprised by where they end up. Uh, I, I do, however, think, yes, overperforming. This is not sustainable with what they've got so far. An injury to one or two key personnel and it all goes off the rails. But for what they're doing right now, geez, no, props to them. Yeah, yeah no, no, very, very balanced takes, lads. Uh, for me, I am at a point where I, I rate Ange is, is that guy. Big, big fan of like, as you guys keep saying, the bravery. Like, I like the the footy he wants to play with Spurs, right? It's, it's a great contrast to the bullshit that they were doing with Nuno uh, the few years, a few years before. Nuno! It's an it's an upgrade on Conte, at least, you know, in the present day. That's all great to see. Um, I'm just like a little concerned that like everyone's ignoring who they've played. Like they they beat United in a terrible 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 time. They beat Bournemouth, dope. Uh, they beat Burnley, okay. They beat Sheffield, like they play, and they beat Luton. They they they, they played all of the newly promoted sides. They beat Liverpool through a game with, that we've literally never seen like that before, where like they just didn't deserve to win. Yeah, there's there's so many questionable calls. That was and so then, crazy. See, you and I differ on how on how we and how we looked at the North London derby. I thought that was a game where, again, Arteta's more defensive side was was very, very present, and he was very happy to let them have a certain level of possession. Granted, mm-hmm. they did assert themselves; they managed to score too, so you can't pretend it didn't happen. But aside <laughs> from the Arsenal game, a game in which Arsenal threw it away more than Spurs took it from us, I think. Mm, I agree. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm not willing to say, you know what? They've definitely been finishing top four. They've had a great start, but they did that last year too. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think also like on the bottle gene that Siva touched on, and this kind of is a great merging of the two points because I agree with Siva. Like, there is definitely a. <clears throat> so hold on, let me let me start it start off with Conte for 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 uh, relative purposes. Conte's Spurs also had that I won't die attitude, right? But mm-hmm. the way it came across and was communicated as an outsider was, you know, when like your mom says like like defrost the chicken and you forget and then you remember and you're like oh she's coming home in two hours i need to get this done or it's hell that's that's how spurs were reacting on the pitch it was out of fear 
Like there was an element mm-hmm. of this nigga will give you will ship us, bro. And and from here, once you once you once you play in a contest season, your next transfer is China. You know, when you, a contest system, you know what I mean, bro? Yeah. When you a contest system will devalue you as a player. So I think there was that element of urgency and we can't disappoint him. Cool. With Ange, though, it's kind of like what happened or early days may never get to this point, but how it feels to me is you know when Klopp joined Liverpool and there was just that instantaneous connection between the manager's personality and the fan base? Klopp mm. really. If, I'm surprised he hasn't been a Liverpool fan his whole life because there is an element of, you know, realism. And I think Liverpool fans are very authentic, right? And like Siba is part of that. But there's also like an asshole to them. There's like a, mm. like, you know, like I'll, I'll fire an unnecessary shot just because I can. Or if you talk brazy, I'm coming for... Klopp has that. So when you saw after a draw, I think it was West Brom who you drew against and he's going and he's doing that shit to the, with the fans, you know, you, you're roasting him. There was this, mer- for me, that's the defining point. After that draw, when Klopp raised the hands of the players and the fans are just embracing them, there was like a synchronicity that was established. With Ange and this team, to see if his point of the, the, the losing that bottle gene, Spurs are playing for, there is a team identity. As good as Harry Kane was, he wasn't the leader that brought that team together. I, I, maybe for a bit under Poch, when you had Ericsson, Ali, cool, but it's always Spurs have always felt like individuals. Now with Ange, when it's when it's you know you're down versus Liverpool, you're down versus Arsenal. Those players are playing for that manager. That manager is coaching for those players, and do, they're both performing at this level for the fans. That level of synchronicity is scary. It's worrying. So I I understand Kanye where you are coming from when you qualify the Spurs team. And I don't necessarily think you're wrong. Spurs finishing top four does seem like a stretch to me because Siva said two, two or three injuries and <laughs> Son gone and now it's Richarlison. You know, it's, it's a bit late. Yeah. So... Just what? If Madison's out, who's the guy, bro? Yeah, Madison. Who is, who is the guy? Mm. Mm. It's Lissalco. Mm. Genuinely, I think, I think Giovanni Lissalco is the next up and he's played, I think, 45 minutes in one game. Hey, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, 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 you, it's scary hours, bro. You're right. It's scary hours, but now... I. Assuming all things are somewhat sustainable or assuming they can strengthen in January, there's an ethos, there's an, ex- there's an existence here. And it, it is a bit scary. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I ultimately, I agree with you guys. I may be being overly, you know, uh, superstitious. Look, look, I, I, think, I think you're right to point out that they, like how quickly they've taken to him must be taken note of. Like, th- there's no first line intended. It's just genuinely, we are rushing it. Like, mm. the, the future, though, for Spurs, very bright. Very right. Like they, they, mm. they 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 are going to be in and around for a while now, as opposed to the yo-yo thing they've been doing. And mm. I think I think something that validates the point of view you guys have is let's not forget that they're out of the Carabao Cup. Already, they lost, bro. Who did they lose to Kenya? It was someone toast. Fulham. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Fulham isn't that bad, but yeah, oh, yeah. That's okay, but actually, that's a little scarier for them going into the prem, you know, because. Like, yeah, there'll be a lot more focus on that. One more focus. I agree. Now, it, mm. it, yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, middle ground can be found between all of our points of views. But ultimately, you guys are right in saying it's a bit too early to say, oh, no, they, they are, you know, like, yeah, 
they're the ones. There's still that that mm-hmm. red team there. But hold on, I just want to ask you guys a question. Uh, rather, Kanye, because this is your guy. I think it's actually Siva's guy too, um, because you guys jack each other off. So honestly, <laughs> James Madison, is there a level of vindication for you guys seeing him perform at this level at a club of Spurs' side size or? Like yeah, big, 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 big time. The, 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 scales, like, yeah, the scales look, have been lifted from the world's eyes. You nah. have seen the light. Like, like I, I, I feel very much like yeah, the super talented guy that we were saying was talented is he looks he looks pretty good. It's a very surprising. Like I, I feel very smug about how good he's been. So because yeah, you should like, see how folded my arms are right now. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very smug about this. Like I knew, I always knew, I always knew. I've got to yeah, yeah. and I'm like, this is the guy. I know, like, I there, agree. There, there, there are very few players I've I've watched and been as quickly convinced of of their ability as I was with James Madison. Like, it's, like I watched his debut in the Prem for Leicester against Manchester United, and from then I've been saying, oh, this is the guy. He's, he's ready. Mm-hmm. That was his first game at the in the top flight, and he he didn't look out of place. He looked like this is what he'd been doing. Like that that is. That's a super talent, genuinely. I, yeah, I, I honestly think he's been he's been unfortunate to not have been signed for like a club with a great academy early on. So I think we'd be taking him a lot more seriously if he did. I think James Madison is better than, than Mason Mount. I think he's a better ten than Phil Foden. I think mm-hmm. I think the world James Madison. Oh, that, that guy I knows agree. exactly what he is as a footballer. He I knows agree. exactly what he brings into every single game. Top yeah. And you know the thing about the thing the thing about Matt is <clears throat> that was I think for me the biggest indicator of his quality was it's a really, really, really weird thing, but it's something I've just noticed in my years of playing football. If you want to gauge if a creative player can cook, whether that's a winger, a cam, a a CM, have them play on the side of the pitch where when they face and open the pitch, it's their weaker foot. So with a a right-footed player, to have them play on the right-hand side of the pitch. Because everyone knows how easy it is to be spoiled for choice when you're cutting in, right? Because you're cutting in, you have the whole pitch in front of you. Or if you go line, you can just, you know, when you cross, unless you're a trench, you're not really thinking of where you're sending it. You're just putting it in and hoping it's good enough. When you're playing on the right-hand side, however, defenders are going to be showing you line. If you don't have pace, right? Now you need to be creative. Now you need to think of, how am I going to either wrong foot him one-on-one, use the momentum of, of, of our ball possession or whatever. And when I saw Madison Cook as a right, as a right mid, he was there, you know, in, bet- in the past four or five seasons, he would sometimes drift out wide for that pass to Jamie Vardy or whatever. I said, this kid has a brain, bro. And I'm calling him a kid. He's probably older than me. But this guy, he is. <laughs> he, 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 bro, he, he deeps football. Like if he was Spanish, different conversations are being had my yeah. my thing and where i guess i've been proven wrong was i questioned whether the high impact could be had at a bigger club because there are those players i think zaha is mm-hmm. one of those players where you can ball out for you know lower sides but the moment you're at an arsenal or man united and now you need to coexist with certain players it doesn't really correlate the same madison has shown that but Again, it is still with an asterisk because they lost Kane. I would have loved to see him with Kane. How do you coexist with, with, with another big dog? However, yeah, you guys should you guys should honestly feel vindicated because I'm, he is cooking. I've got one thought on that quickly. Mm. And that's on, you know, the, the killing of the old gods uh, to usher in a new, um, a new era. 
like it seems like the most nonsensical thing to be like Harry Kane is the one piece that needs to go in order for things to get better but you know we've seen it happen time and time again where the biggest uh, most like um, important player in the team they need to go to, 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 to for the rest of the guys to figure out who are we here yeah. what do we do here what is mm-hmm. this club without this person mm-hmm. I think Harry Kane going and Ange coming in was such like perfect chemistry for Spurs because they were literally looking for something to believe in. And he came mm. in with an ethos, with with a plan. And they were like, okay, this guy, he knows this stuff. So yeah, let's all band together and let's do it. Let's, let's figure out our roles in this thing. Son mm. is captain, I think, as well. Just a perfect choice. Right. Um, also, an, an underappreciated uh, bright spark in this first team. The keeper, Vicario. Uh, I okay. I was gonna. I was gonna be dead if you didn't cover the name because I was gonna be like, that's why. I'll put my hand up since we're being honest. I didn't know his name. <laughs> I knew. Like, I, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was Victor. I won't lie. I no, thought it was like. Guys, I knew it was a V, bro. Guys, no, no, because I. Uh, don't, don't, he's don't, twenty-seven. Don't I, I, I don't. I, I didn't watch about Embley. Like I've seen Embley play football game. I've never looked into. Mm. Vicario, no. <laughs> we can, we can acknowledge it now. No, you're right. No, and that's no. You, everything you've said is bars because everything you've spoken about is the exact same thing that happened at Liverpool when Suarez left. Right, you had two seasons yeah. of being a season and off of being weird. Then it was Klopp and Coutinho. It happened at Arsenal when Henri left in 07. We had a, uh, like yeah. a half a season of being weird. Then it was Fabregas and Van Persie <laughs> with Wenger kind of re- reinventing the wheel in terms of how midfield should be structured. Fucking bars. That's great analysis, bro. And I think the thing you bring up with Victor uh, or Victorious, whatever his name is, it's Vicario. also Vicario. With, 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 with Vicario. It's also that's my favorite part about the Spurs team, bro. You look at these players other than like Bisuma and um, um, Son, Bisuma Son and like Kulisevsky, who had kind of built a name for himself. You look at these players and you're like, who, who? But they're cooking. It's it's like yeah. I, I get so excited because as a footballer, it's 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 if I can think back to my days, bro, when I was playing competitively, the one thing you always wish, the one thing you dream is for a new manager to come in that says, fuck the old god, fuck how you've been doing this. Clean slate, yeah. everyone truly impress me. And you I've been in so many systems, so many setups where the coach's kid or the director's kid is getting you know, preferential treatment or the player you brought in from, from Sundowns or Super Sports is starting in your position because he's from Sundowns. Yeah, this nigga said, Vicario, Lloris, get, you know Lloris still plays for Phyllis first player, bro. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you got the line. Allegedly. still there, dude. I packed him in, in Ultimate Team this week. He's still at Spurs, bro. No, no, no. I was just, I, I, I didn't want to ask anything. I knew this because nobody was talking about it. Nobody's been talking about it. But I'm like, okay, but he's gone, though. Clearly, you gone. Dude. You guys are making yeah. it sound like he got killed, bro. Like, like he got whacked. His last game was 45 minutes when Newcastle beat, beat Spurs 6 1. Oh, what a shit way to go, bro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I, re- I respect him, bro. This Ange came in said, Lloris, you're gone. Poro, you're starting. Oh, 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 Udogi, context, get in here. Lloris is still injured. Oh, he he's injured. injured. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you just couldn't find a suitor with this injury, you read? Probably. Probably. 
Do you guys foresee the the you know how like at the turn of the the the, the decade into the tens into the twenty tens how if you were above five eight you couldn't play midfield? Do you foresee this being a thing with keepers, like how the old god of goalkeeper, the shot stopper, the you know the the energy provider through their impenetrability? Do you see them being ushered out? I ask because you have Yoris not finding a new team. De Gea is still there in Spain doing those cones. Like, do you think? we're seeing a point where it's going to like football's overcorrecting just towards goal um, ball playing goalkeepers. Uh, uh, you yes, can add on this one? Okay. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you go kind of. Um, so I, I think only for a little bit. Like right now, this is, this is the thing to have a keeper who can pass. I think that there are, there are enough varied coaches that with everyone prioritizing this thing, there will inevitably be a season where there's a team that wins something big and their keeper doesn't pass anything. He is just a shot stopper. And we'll go, we'll go back to where we where we should be, where there's a balance. It's not uh, for everybody. Mm, like, mm. like Oblak, for example, isn't necessarily amazing with the ball at his feet. He's shit. But the are playing pretty, pretty well. And he looks and he looks like he's back to himself. I'm expecting them to win at least one trip this season. And show again that you don't necessarily need to be the best on the ball to still be a really good, good goalkeeper. Personally, I don't care. Like, Raya did really well, like, performed his role, like, amazingly. Could have very easily conceded because he dawdled. I actually don't, like, love this keepers who are great with their feet thing. That shouldn't be, like, the, the, the prerequisite. There are other ways to go around it. Send the ball along. Sounds like some oh, David dude. Raya hurts over there, but uh, no, no, we'll keep it pushing. I'll keep it pushing with that. I think, I think on the, on the, sorry, just on the David Raya thing, I really just want to comment and say that is empanada privilege if there ever has been. This guy <laughs> is being saved by the fact that him and our coach speak the same language because the whole thing, Kanye, and this is what we spoke about, let's see if he bleeds, right? And one thing to his, his credits and what I appreciate about David Raya, stone cold, right? There is no look of, I, I, he may be on, may have the ism, bro. He may have the tism because he's, there's no look of, any anguish or emotion when he fucks up. He just is there. And I kind of like that because there's nothing worse than an overly emotive player, especially in goal, unless they have the, you know, the, the ability to back it up. But at the same time, I'm oh, seeing... Oh. Yeah, did you see when Onana starts doing that? I hear voices, Randy Orton. It's, it, fans get hacked at you when you're going exactly. too hard. You know what I mean? But I don't know, kind of to your point, I'm seeing the same flaws in Ryan's game that I saw in Rams, Ramsdale's from, from the perspective of inconsistent distribution or, you know, appearing rattled when the option isn't clear. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I agree there. Ryan's a bit weird. But anyways, Siba, you obviously, in my opinion, have the best, sorry, I just want to ask you this. You have the best ball-playing goalkeeper in history, in goal. Right. Do you think yes, with, with Liverpool having experienced Alisson, could you see yourself ever going back to a different, like the old, uh, more direct route one style of play, or do you think this for your own team you would always want a keeper of this ilk? Uh, you know what? I think that the Allison thing worked out well because we had a player like Van Dyke, mm, like, facts. We had Konate, um, let's say Konate in a few years from now, and he's you know rounded out and he's fulfilled his potential or whatever. Had him in Matip instead of Van Dyke in Matip, and it was Allison. I think it gets a bit weird. I think it gets a little bit weird. You need an elite ball-playing defender to complement the ball-playing goalkeeper, I think. I mean, a lot of the time with, um, like, even Neuer and... Oh, who is the ball-playing centre-back? I'm forgetting for... Boateng. Uh, 
Yeah, Boateng or even Hummels as well. Or Dante. Dante used to cook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he used to as well. Um, I'm saying that, like, I think that that's what it needs. Mm. It needs that. It needs, like, the same way if you're going to have wing forwards in your team, then um, your midfield doesn't... It it can't be the David Silver's techie techie boys. Right. It needs to be robust runners and that kind of thing. So I think there's... The the way the way that um, the thirds of the football look let me say quarters now because I'm including keepers the quarters of the football pitch um, interlink with each other you need like okay we've got this type of players so we need that type of player behind them so that's how I think it goes I see okay sorry I was just curious about that back to you host yes yes I think we've done enough enough Spurs enough enough of the the main part of the prem I just want to mention that uh, Sheffield United currently still have no wins um, as do Bournemouth um, I, I am very very curious as to how those two team seasons are going to unfold um, <laughs> but before we leave the Prem I want to ask uh, Shiks, is there anything else that you want to desperately touch on we've seen Chelsea win I don't know if you're feeling anything there uh, Chelsea yeah uh, good for them again like I, I said this last uh, episode I was on it's going to be a slow ride for those boys uh, but, you know, again, the most important thing now, once you've got that ethos, is just winning games. Uh, what I did want to touch on, but it was it just completely left field. I just thought of it now. Um, the the Kevin Prince-Boateng uh, interview that he did with the, on Rio Ferdinand's pod with those guys. Oh, yes. um, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to just touch on the whole Ghana thing and how he got expelled from the team with Muntari. I, I Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I think it's bad. I I think that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. So for the listeners, basically what happened was Muntari and Boateng had a disagreement with a tactical disagreement, and see, it was about like ca- cash payments, hey, to the players. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I think they wanted uh, there to be a standard payment to the players, whereas the Ghana FA kind of wanted it to be variable. They were being shady about how much people were getting paid, and they disagreed on tactics. So next next day, or same day, they said leave. And yeah. I think that's where I, because I always kind of felt away about Boateng for playing in the 2010 World Cup and then just vanishing. But hey, man, he seems like a really well-spoken dude. So um, yeah, no, Africa needs to, hey, bro, it's just sad to hear what we do to our talent, bro. Fucking it, it reminded me a lot about the Eto thing with Cameroon as well. Um, dude. You know, like, I think that they get intimidated by their players who go overseas and do well overseas and come back to their federation um, and feel like, you know, their leadership is kind of usurping the influence and, like, authority mm-hmm. of the actual federation. So mm-hmm. players like Montari, players like um, Boateng, coming back and saying, yo, we've gone overseas and we've seen how they do things there um, and we've made a name for ourselves there. So, you know, every, every other player, yeah, they want to be like us. So when we open our mouths, they'll listen. Then the, the federation just gets antsy. They just get, you know, really, really panicky about it. And then that's why I think they do what they do. But it's really sad to see because uh, if there could be a little bit more humility in African football uh, to allow a changing of the card, Africa just in every sense is known for just like the most stringent holding on to authority for years and years and years. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice if, you know, um, that kind of culture could change and we could embrace new ideas and uh, new ways of going going about things. 
Nah, seen, seen, seen. Yeah, that, that's just, Kanye, I don't know if you have anything you wanted to add, but that's really just the one thing I, I saw that I thought was quite interesting. No, I, I, I think I had something there. I'll, I'll definitely take a look as well in my own time. But moving away from the Prem, we have to touch on him again. He might be football's, football's biggest story right now. Jude Bellingham, Oaks, Sina, wow. Sheik, I, wow. I, 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 I'm, I'm touched because I, like we knew he was good. We definitely knew he was good. To do it in this in this side that isn't like the ideal version of Real Madrid that that, that is still kind of making sense of itself post Benzema, they they brought Hasselu back on loan, you know like like it shouldn't have it shouldn't look this easy for him, it really shouldn't. He's played nine league games, he scored eight goals. You know actually Six. what it reminds me of, yeah, uh, CR seven, actually. Like what the is like his first season. Nah, 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 nah. It, it actually is exactly the same season. Right now. Oh, oh, Sheik, you're not, you're not feeling it. Dude, listen, 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 listen. 10 goals, 10 games, bro. Listen, listen. This sad. Oaks, Oaks. You see, now now this is when this is when I start becoming anti. Say, I, I saw this happen to Mbappe too. I am happy for Jude. I think Jude is a phenomenal player, right? starting to be defined by his goals, which I don't like, but it's inevitable when you're scoring at a club of this magnitude. Fine. And when you can't pass, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, you're <laughs> touching on it now. I was watching uh, CBS with, with my wife, Kate Abdo, and my, 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 my goat, Thierry Henry, and Guillermo was at the, the game in the Champions League the past weekend, and he said, I don't know if you guys saw the, the clip, but he said, point blank, G. Billingham is the best player in the world. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And now I start to feel that the reactionary aspects, I fear, I think he is better, but I fear a Deli Ali situation. That's what I fear. And now when I'm just hearing names like Cristiano Ronaldo, I even apologize. I didn't hear what your point was, Siva. I, I zoned out a bit. I just heard Ronaldo and I just got hacked. So, <laughs> so I apologize. And that's just what I'm saying, bro. Like, Let's let's take it with a grain of salt. Like he's what he's doing is incredible, and he's doing the hardest part of joining a club effortlessly. Shout out. Who cares how you score? You're scoring and you're scoring important goals. He did score that banger against Napoli, though. Um, however, there's still so many holes, bro, that need to be addressed that are quite concerning. And the way I'm looking at it now, again, because when you have great players, you tend to look forward. How will this correlate to England, man? You can't do that in this England team, I don't think. I don't think he's that much better than the other English players that they must all play second fiddle to him in the f- middle third of the pitch. Oh, jeez. You must be fun at parties. Let the boy live a little. <laughs> uh, bro, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, it's 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 a thing of... Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, no, you're right. The, the, this is this. I'm I'm being too much. I'm being a hater. Ah, uh, no, you're right. He's <laughs> what he's doing. What he's doing is is something I didn't think we we thought we would see again for like a new signing at Real Madrid since Ronaldo, as you pointed out. Mm. Well, for for what it's worth, Sheikh, as much as you take it back and take the hate back, I I think you're, you're on the money. The reason I bet against Jude when um, we had the episode where we were listing the players we have the most faith in long term. The reason I bet against him is because I, I I haven't seen a lot of games where I've seen Jude like just switch the ball, eh? like just generally. I don't I don't know how expansive Jude's Jude's part, like passing range actually is. Like he's very talented, great ball carrier, great nose for goal. He knows where to be. He's a leader. He's twenty years old, super exciting. He's he's like talented to the point where like 
to say he's not good, you're a liar. You're right. a liar. Yeah. Like, he's very, like, you watch him and you can see this is a fucking good footballer. Like, he's easy on the eye. But right now, the thing that has brought him all of this claim is something that you don't actually ever expect your midfielders to do. He doesn't have the same responsibilities that certain midfielders have. He isn't right now doing what Madrid would do for Real Madrid. He's not that kind of player. Um, the fact that you compare him to Dele, again, is why I was very, very anti-Dele Ali. Like, I'm very like, glad he's like, come forward now and you can sympathize for him as a person. But, like, when people were saying more goal contributions than so-and-so. But, yeah, I, 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 I was saying all in all that the Dele, the Dele comparisons for me, like, like the people Dele was being compared to, rather, made me dislike him quite a bit because he was being praised for things he wasn't doing. Like, he was being praised for being this, like, really high goal-scoring midfielder but he didn't have midfield responsibilities, right? Mm. Like, I think it's very easy to get lost in being a match winner that way when you can be a match winner without being the guy who scores the goal. And I think as a midfielder, you kind of need to be that more frequently than not because when the games come, when the goals do dry up, when you hit the post and you're just, you know, you're not super involved, which, to Drew's credit, against Atletico Madrid, for example, he is still always involved, right? He, he does have a defensive side to his game that I think is more useful than, for example, Dele's was because he, he was almost primarily final third. But yes. with, with, with all of this in mind, I, I, I think Jude will be fine because at Real Madrid specifically, I think the odds of him having a coach who tries to make him go against his instincts are quite low. I think it's very rare you find a player at Real Madrid. Like, of, of course, there, there are examples that exist, but I don't think when you sign for 100, 100 million who starts the way he has will find himself being asked to do things exclusively he doesn't ever do. Madrid players are often allowed to just express who they are at their best. So I think it'll be that's, fine. No, that's true. That's true. But this is this is why I said that the two of you are being party poopers here. Is because yes, okay, you can you can mention all of the amazing attacking qualities he has and okay, yes, I guess it's, he'll be fine because of the defensive stuff. No, Jude is a revelation. He is doing things I believe we have not seen before. You know, I and I, I, oh. I also compare him to the likes of okay, let's just say one thing. We said Danny Ali, right? We've you uh-huh. guys feel like you guys are purposely pigeonholed him into that failure story. What about Kaka? I think Kaka is a very apt comparison to Jude Bellingham. He may not be as fast or whatever, but look, as an attacking threat, yes. As an Ancelotti. Uh, in the whole kind of player pause, yes, and hey, yo, exactly, hey, yo, that's exactly the kind of player that I think is the most apt comparison to. And yes, his midfield duties are not the likes of Modric or Cruz or whatever, but his team contribution like, why does he have to be the do it all man? Why would he no, have he, to be he, that he if, he's, he if he's doing the things that he's doing right now? And also, let's not forget, Jude Bellingham is 20 years old. Ripping it up for Real Madrid as a black man, non-native. This is unprecedented. This is incredible. This is like Eusebio stuff. And at least he can speak Portuguese because he's from okay, Mozambique. Okay. I'm <laughs> that doing this at such a young age on the biggest stage. Guys, this is, this is absolutely incredible. And he is going very, very far. Very, very. That's a Ballon d'Or winner right there. Can I just re- respond there? Go ahead. I don't disagree with the, the comparison to Kaka. And I don't disagree with him being a Ballon d'Or nominee uh, in, the, in the future. I said what no. I do disagree... 
Oh, okay. Winner. I, I, I guess it depends on what the Haaland and Mbappe are doing, but yeah, okay. But I, I do disagree, though. Respectfully, I, I disagree with... Um, actually, it's not even disagreeing. It's just kind of a, a reiteration of the points I made because everything you're saying is true. Um, I use Deli Ali as an example because not to say that's his, that's his ceiling, but they're, you know, both light-skinned, both disrupt the... They're both disruptors in the sense that they create from nothing. Right, like Ali's goals were from it from from anywhere, any angle, any point of time in the game, disruptive runs. Um, so yeah, that's where the comparison was. Not not necessarily saying you know he is Ali Esco, he's going to fail. On the Kaka point though, this kind of that's a perfect example because even if you look at Ricardo Kaka in all of his greatness, the moment you put him in and amongst other great players, he suffered. Right for Brazil, did not make anywhere near the same amount of waves as he did as at a club level. The one World Cup where he did, it was unfortunate that Brazil didn't go far in 2010. But, you know, you think of when Brazil was Brazil. You know, Rodinho, Ronaldo, Gilberto Silva, Zé Roberto, all of those guys. Kaká would often find himself misaligned to the fluidity and the synchronicity of that, that, that starting lineup. That 07 Copa, I remember there were a few games. He did play well against Argentina, but there were a few games in that where he wasn't featured. He was coming off the bench. And, you know, the eyes are on him because at that stage, he was the best player in the world. So that's kind of what I, I look at Jude and I say. And, I, again, I agree with what Kanye said. At Madrid, you kind of do – you are afforded the luxury of being a luxury because it's real Madrid. So you have the best mercenaries in the world at each position. But when I'm looking – forward because now again on the topic of that Ballon d'Or winning that Siva like I think international performance is going to be a big part of it because Mbappe for example with that French team they they have they have they have minerals to cook for the next his whole career basically you know because he's come up with those guys he then became Le Mbappe and brought them all to PSG so you need you to be cooking for England and I again I just saying I don't know with Harry Kane there with you know Foden Suck and the guys would you lessen them so that Jude could feature more? Because I don't know if he has the tools to be a complementary piece. Like, for me, it just seems like Jude is the type of guy who give him a bum-ass team, he will will them to a W, but give him peers and contemporaries that are just as skilled. Does he have it in him to understand how much of himself to give for the sake of, you know, unity and team collective growth? I don't know. I don't think so. But again, he's 20, as you pointed out. He may learn it. But I don't think Madrid is the place to learn that. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to hold that. I'm willing to hold that. Time will certainly tell. And I, I hear the English shout because it's, 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 it's kind of weird. It's kind of shaky. Jude's played well for England, but he's also played in a lot of games where England themselves did not play very well and he looked kind of awkward in there. So I do get it. And if he can find some sort of like, how do, how do they line up in the midfield? What do they do? I feel like everyone in Real Madrid um, can't play in Jude's position, but Jude really can't play in the other midfielder's position either, so it works out for them. But for England, it's like, matters in them, you know. I, I hear you, I hear you. Right. Okay, yeah, no, okay. Fun, middle ground. Is it, what, what a whole episode? No, I, I think one of our best. I think we, we, we had an idea here. We had an idea here. But... Yeah. Um, I think we, we have taken our listeners' times enough. I have one last thing to add, though. Um, Chelsea versus Arsenal Stamford Bridge. That's, that, that is our first game back, Saturday, 21st of October. Sheik, your prediction. Wait, we're playing at Stamford Bridge? 
Yeah. 21st of October, what's the day? Saturday. What time are we playing? 6.30. We, we're in different time zones. Why would you ask that? <laughs> as in, as in, as in, 6.30, 6, 6.30, 6.30, Africa. Yes. Don't say Africa like that. Why? Okay, okay, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so, so that's 5.30 UK time. Ooh, the sun will be setting. Okay, cool. Arsenal... Three, two. What are you, okay. what are you consulting there? Chicken bone. Superstition. Arsenal. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Arsenal, right, have beaten Chelsea more times in the evening slash sunset than we have during the day. There's so Gee, much wait. PTSD with Arsenal during the day. I've seen us eat 6-1. I've seen us eat 5-1. I've seen us eat 3-0. I've seen too much. But when we play in the evening, remember the, the remontada started with that 3-0 versus Chelsea, where the Martinelli slip up with Kante when, oh, when Ozil and Sanchez cooked them. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm, a, superstitious, I'm a superstitious guy. I'm a superstitious guy. I this think Arsenal 3-2. consulting the bones here. He's consulting, <laughs> divining, divining the truth. He's going to go slaughter for this game. Don't worry, Apple fans are listening. Cheeks has got you covered. You're I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I'm in that, I'm in that video with the goats. I'm there. <laughs> oh, man. Siva, what, what do you have in mind for that game? Um, It's an Arsenal dub. It's an Arsenal dub. Okay. Unfortunately, I think we're drawing 1-1. One, one. And then Arteta and, and Pudge are going to shake hands and both talk about how good the other coach is. As, but as like, ah, dude, nah, Spanish coaches piss me off. What the fuck, bro? Oh, oh my goodness, uh, aren't, yeah, they from, aren't, aren't they both from aren't they both from Basque or no? Poch is no, from but, Barcelona, Poch is Argentinian, boy. Oh, mm, he just played for Espanol, he, he coached them. Who did he play for? He played for someone in PSG and. Um, I can't remember. I just played PSG. That's like the main thing I know about Pochettino. Yeah, oh, I just okay. know PSG and he lost in the finals of Liverpool. That's all I know about him. <laughs> That's all I care to know. Hey, sorry, sorry. Closing remarks. Please, God, can we give Liverpool fans new memories? They are hungry. Just reliving <laughs> 20, 20... They're reliving 2017 to 2022 Jeez. on a loop. You guys are talking about the league and stuff. Please don't tell me about new memories. My memories are dusty. Yours are forgotten. Yours are in I'm, I'm Yours just happy. Honestly, the one thing I'm happiest about is that this happened during the pandemic. It's, it's, I love it. I'm so happy. God said, who's winning? Nah, disease. <laughs> a pandemic. No, because, bro, if I was seeing you when this was happening, I would have actually, yo, the, ah, <laughs> it would have been, 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 bro, imagine, imagine it was like a year prior when 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 Keys was hitting those 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 footnotes on Twitter after every Liverpool game. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wish. <laughs> oh my clock. Oh, Minamino the Samurai, unstoppable oh, unstoppable oh, Virgil. Oh man! Another Klopp W. Why To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the episode. Base never die. We'll be back again very very soon. Thank you for listening. We're out. <laughs>